much father in heaven we just want to say thank you thank you for bringing us to this to your house this morning lord we appreciate this privilege the bible says what is man that you are mindful of him that you have called him lord we just want to say thank you blessed be your holy name O god even as we go into your word spirit of truth i ask that you will speak through me let the hearer be blessed and lord may i not speak of myself but lord as you minister to my heart may i convey your truth and let your name be glorified O god every force of darkness that will try to impede the efficacy of your word lord we stand and resist in the name of jesus asking that light will shine and darkness will flee in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen and amen please be seated wonderfully in god's awesome presence hallelujah amen 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 god is good god is good and all the time god is good hallelujah hallelujah um welcome again to church um thank you um i got the well wish well wishes in the course of the week um we thank god for bringing us back safely but again we thank god that we are going to a new level in the name of jesus hallelujah we are going to a higher level in jesus mighty name in jesus mighty name amen and amen hallelujah let us go into the word of the Lord very quickly. I will encourage you to please open your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. We are reading from verses 1 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 4 from verses 1 to 7. Perhaps you have your Bible with you. Just open to 2 Kings chapter 4 from verses 1 to 7. And if you don't have your Bibles, um, it will be on the screen for us to read together. Hallelujah. Are we all there? Are we all there? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's read together one to go. And a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creator is, uh, the creditor, sorry, is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. But he said, go, borrow vessels from everywhere. From all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you your sons and then pour into all those vessels and set aside the full one so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son bring me another vessel and he said to her there is not another vessel so the oil ceased then she came and told the man of god and he said go sell the oil pay your debts you and your sons will live on the rest hallelujah let's read the last highlighted part go sell the oil and pay your debts 
and you and your son shall live on the rest. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the title of my sermon this morning is Financial Freedom, God's Way. Hallelujah. Financial Freedom, God's Way. By the grace of God, we'll be going through um, a two-part series trying to communicate to us because right from the month of October, we have been going deeper to explore God's mind on the subject of what it means to be free. Hallelujah. And you know, like Dr. Austin was sharing last week Sunday, that the essence of freedom is not for us to do what we want, but to do the bidding of him who has set us free. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said that what to whoever you are slave or subject to is the one whom you will obey. Hallelujah. And Jesus, on the mercy of the Father, has come that you and I be free. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, It is for freedom that what Christ has set you and I free. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, in order to explore God's mind on what it really means to be free, you must begin to, first of all, ask yourself, what are the dividends or the benefits of Jesus dying for me? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, many of us, if I were to ask us that question today, why did Jesus die? Some of us will say yes, that I may have eternal life. Absolutely correct. Some of us will say that he died, that my sickness may be taken away. Absolutely correct. Some of us say that he died, that I will have eternity with the Father. You are absolutely correct. But however, when it comes to the subject of money, many of us like to separate God and money. Hallelujah. Because you believe that if you discuss the subject of money in the church, either you are trying to prophesy to people's pockets or that you are trying to use the gospel to enrich yourself. But however, we know that the gospel in itself is holistic. Hallelujah. As much as the gospel addresses to your spirit man, it also addresses to your intellect and also your physical body. Hallelujah. This is why Paul was saying in the book of 1 chapter 5, he said that what and may the Lord sanctify you completely in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. Hallelujah. And so we begin to look at why did Christ die for us? Why did Jesus die? Because the idea behind this statement is to first of all accept it that it is God's design that you and I be free financially. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It is God's design. Abandon whatever you thought or whatever you heard before. Let us stick with the comp within the coordinates of scripture. You will understand that the reason why Jesus died, among those reasons, is that you and I be free. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Revelation 5, verse 9 to 12. The Amplified Version said it how I like it. It says, and they sang a new song. When you read that portion of scripture, it says that there was chaos in heaven. Praise God. And the chaos was simple. That there was a scroll containing everything the Father had in mind for his creation. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Just let me digress a bit. For many of us who are lawyers here, we know fully well that whenever somebody dies testate, in other words, the person left with a will, praise God, you understand that only those who are privileged to access what is written in that will are permitted to open that will. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so there was an issue in heaven because the Bible said that what? So I wept because there was nobody worthy 
to open the scroll. Hallelujah. And a voice came and said, Weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has done what? Prevailed. Hallelujah. And so in the verse 9 here it says, And they sang a new song of glorious redemption, saying, Worthy and deserving are you to take the scroll and to break its seals. It says, For you were slain sacrificed and with your blood you purchased people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation and it says for you have made them what a kingdom of royal subjects and priests to our God and they will reign on the earth praise God and then the verse 11 says then I looked and I heard a voice of many angels around the throne and the voice of the living creatures and the elders and they numbered myriads of myriads thousands of thousands innumerable saying with a loud voice let's read it together worthy and deserving is the lamb that was sacrificed to do what receive what power receive what riches receive what wisdom Receive what? Might. Receive what? Honor. Receive what? Glory. And what? Blessing. Hallelujah. And so you understand that if you are going to truly accept what Christ has done, you must believe this scripture. Praise God. Because you cannot read it in isolation. The gospel is what? Holistic. And so the aspect of riches must be discussed. Praise God. Because if not, the devil would always give us what? An alternative. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But that was not the design of God. Look at what Paul was saying in the book of 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. It says, and God is able to do what? Make all grace, every favor and earthly blessings. Do what? Come in abundance to you so that you may what? Always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Hallelujah. In other words, these two scriptures alone is enough to settle that argument within your heart that God wants me to be free financially. Hallelujah. Say it with me. God wants me to be free financially. God wants me to be free financially. God wants me to be free financially. Because the reality of it is this, that until you and I embrace this truth, praise God, the Bible said that my people are gone into what? Captivity because they have no knowledge. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, it is not the design of God for you to struggle. However, guess what? That God wants us to be financially free does not mean that everybody will be a millionaire. Praise God. This may be contrary to your belief that you assume that it is God's will that everybody be a millionaire. Praise God. The essence of it is not how much you have, but is that what? At every point in time you have a need or a need comes to you, you have enough, praise God, for your own needs and to meet the needs of others. Praise God. So let me give a good example. I have a thousand pounds. 
I have my rent, all my expenses in the month is 500 pounds. Praise God. And a brother or a sister in church comes to me and says, Oh, pastor, I need help. Are you able to help me? That extra 500 pounds is a proof that God wants me to be what? Free financially. But yet, am I a millionaire? No. So we must first of all abandon this idea that, oh, I must hammer in this life. Your motive must be questioned. Praise God. Because what is the motivation behind it? In essence of it, God wants to bring us to a place of contentment. Praise God. Because the Bible says what? Godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. So I'm not bothered about what is in my bank account. My focus should be that, Lord, at any point in time, anybody comes to me with a need. Father, let me have enough to solve my problem and to be a blessing to somebody else. Praise the name of the Lord. Because only then are we able, praise God, to fulfill God's agenda on the earth. I mean, the Bible says that in the book of James, that when your friend comes to you and says, please borrow me this or give me this, and you say, oh, I do not have, it shall be well with you. You have not fulfilled the gospel. Praise God. And so you fully understand that this idea of financial freedom is God's intention. Praise God. That you and I must at every point in time be free of any encumbrance that would limit us from fulfilling God's agenda on the earth. Praise the name of the Lord. So the Bible says in the book of Hebrews 12 verse 1, it says what? Therefore, because we are surrounded by great clouds of witnesses, it said that what? We must do what? Get rid of what? Everything that hinders us. So the essence of this service is to help you to begin to get rid of those things that hinder you from fulfilling God's agenda. And one of God's agenda is that what? You and I must be free financially. Praise God. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? And so we start from the beginning. Because you see, we have taught it here in this church. That if you want to establish the mind of an author or the mind of anybody, first and foremost, you go to the beginning. Because if you ask yourself, say for example, somebody brings you something that is broken. If you want to fix it, you must first of all look at what it looked like from the beginning. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And in the beginning, the Bible tells us that what man had no need. Praise God. Everything Adam needed was in the garden. As a matter of fact, he had Jesus or the Bible said that what? Everything in this garden you have access to. Except for what? This tree of what? Knowledge. Hallelujah. And so, Adam was experiencing what? Financial freedom right there in the garden. But the Bible tells us at the disobedience of Adam. When you read this about Three, it says, with your hands shall you what? Till the ground. Hallelujah. That was when the hardship of humanity started. So the Bible says in the book of Exodus 8, Exodus 8, God told Moses, I have heard the groanings of my people. Therefore, do what? Go to Pharaoh and let him know what? Let my people do what? Go. Hallelujah. It says, I have heard the groanings of my people 
that perhaps somebody is praying and saying, Oh Lord, I am tired of this cycle. Praise the name of the Lord. That you are saying that enough is enough. That I'm, every time I don't have enough to meet my needs, how much more of my neighbor? That Lord, I am tired of this life. I'm tired of eating or walking like an elephant and eating like an ant. Praise God. It's an anomaly in the agenda of God. And so the 8th verse 1 to 2 says, And then Lord said to Moses, He says, Go back to Pharaoh and announce to him, This is what the Lord says. Do what? Let my people go that they may what? Worship me. If he ended that statement in let my people go, that means you are at liberty to do anything you want. Praise God. But the agenda for God was to restore how it was in the garden. Because the Bible said that in the cool of the evening, God came to what? Fellowship with Adam. Praise the name of the Lord. And so the whole idea of financial freedom or the reason why you must crave to be free, number one is to what? Worship. Praise God. Because anything that will stand against you and your God is a Pharaoh. Praise the name of the Lord. I said again, anything that stands between you and your God is a what? Pharaoh. If it's your job, perhaps you are in Egypt. Praise God. Because the whole idea behind worship, I said here that worship is the genuine expression of the heart. Towards anything or anyone that you truly love. Praise God. I say it again. Worship is the genuine expression of what? Your heart. Towards anything or anyone that you truly love. So in other words, if I love God, hallelujah. If I love God and I come to church and I'm sweeping, I'm doing what? I'm worshiping. Praise God. Because it is my way of telling the Lord, I love you. Praise God. If somebody is in need, and I see them, because the Bible said that what? Do good to those, to, to all men, especially those who are the household of faith. And so for that reason, if I see my brother or my sister on the road, rain is falling, and I drive past, like I thought, I didn't know what happened. I have not fulfilled the law. Because the essence of why I am blessed is to what? To be a blessing. That must be etched into our mindsets. That the, rest, that, that the reason for our freedom in God is that he brings us to a place of absolute worship. But unfortunately, many of us are worshiping the wrong thing. Praise God. But the reason why God sent Moses to Pharaoh was to say, you know what? Go and let my people go that they would worship me. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I said it here. Sorry of uh, um, my slides. I didn't do it right. But anyways, I'll just capture what I was trying to say here. I said, Pharaoh is regarded as the ruler of Egypt. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you read the dictionary and everything, it says that Pharaoh represents what? A ruler. They don't just see him as a ruler, but they see him as a demigod. Hallelujah. And so you begin to ask yourselves, Anything or any, what is that thing or who is that person that stands between me and my God that would not let me worship him? Praise God. You see, I'm not saying this because I'm a pastor because way before I'm a pastor, I started practicing this. 
When I came to Swansea newly, one of the reasons why I did not get a job, praise God, on time, was because I refused to work on Sunday. At least within the time frame of my church, praise God. It was a deliberate thing I did. But the Bible said that my sufficiency must be in God. It is high time we begin to tell people the truth. Praise God. It is not that God does not know that you need it. Praise God. But just like the widow, Elijah said what? Make for me first. Praise God. Make for me what? First. Because if you are able to prove the sincerity of your love, it is not the design of God that you and I be put to shame. Hallelujah. But to the glory of God, to the glory of God, I'm not boasting in my flesh. And for those of us who are working, I'm not castigating you. But I'm only trying to tell you the truth. Praise God. Because it's only truth that would help us to make relevant changes in our work with him. Praise God. I say it over and over again. Nobody will truly sacrifice for God and God will let you be stranded. It, I, I don't want to say I swear. <laughs> but I have tested God and I have found him to be what? Faithful. Praise God. That you cannot say that you took a stand for God and you bowed your head in shame. The Bible says he's the lifter up of my head. To bow your head down is that you have accepted defeat and you are put to shame. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so here, God was saying to Moses, go and tell my people, you must let them go because they must worship me. But now Pharaoh did something interesting. So let's begin to look at this scripture. Exodus 5 from verse 4 to 9. Because this would apply to many of us that are here. The Bible says, Then the king said to them, Moses and Aaron, Why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your neighbor. And Pharaoh said, Look, people of the land are many now, and you make them rest from their labor. Praise God. They wanted to go and serve God. But Pharaoh said, Oh, really? Because you have free time, you know what? I will double it. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I will double it. Now, it is one thing for us to accept that something is wrong. Let us generally accept it. Then we begin to ask God for wisdom for a solution. Praise God. Because the thing that is wrong here is that anything that will contend your attention for God is not supposed to be. Praise God. Whether you are a victim or not, I'm not criticizing you. No. But let us first of all agree that what is wrong is what? Wrong. Hallelujah. For many of us, it's a struggle to read my Bible because I have to get to work on time. So I go to bed so late that when I wake up, I find myself struggling to read my Bible and I'm rushing. And so for that day, I don't read my Bible. It is what? Wrong. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said what? Seek God first. The essence of salvation is that what the Bible said that like you have forsaken your first love? Praise God. The essence of financial freedom is that God will bring you and I to a place where if He demands me to be in church 24 hours a day, I have no qualms because I know that my needs are what fully catered for. So we begin to receive wisdom on how to act accordingly with God's mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we see a very interesting pattern here in our anchor text. 
the Bible said that there was a widow whose husband was among some of the prophets. So in other words, you can say that he was a worker in church. Praise God. Or to even take it further, he perhaps he was a pastor. Praise God. However, this is to tell you that even the men of God are not exempted from this issue. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it says that, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be what? His slaves. The idea of the devil is that you and I be enslaved to the point where we no longer have time for anything God. Praise God. Because remember, to whoever you submit yourself to is the person who is what? A ruler over you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it says, and the creditor is, it says in the verse 3, so Elisha said, what shall I do for you? Tell me what you have in your house. When it comes to the aspect of financial freedom, the answer to your challenge is with you. It's not outside. Praise God. Hallelujah. That thing that you need to do that will bring you to a place of rest is not outside. It's within you. The Bible said that, well, that there is a spirit in man. It's not about what the candle of the Almighty is what? He searches his innermost belly for understanding. Praise God. And so what you need, because look at the case of this lady. He says, but I have nothing in my house. Praise God. I have nothing in my house except perhaps that thing you are despising is the answer to your problem. Praise God. You know, I shared it here before about a lady who, um, I think it was two Sundays ago, about a lady who she despised coconut oil. Orekelewa, many of us who know her, you know, but that is how she's uh, today being a global brand. Praise God. Because you see, if only you would humble yourself. I've heard so many stories of a lady who perhaps she was selling peanuts. And it's from that peanuts that God enlarged her coast that she's now what? A global brand. The story goes endless. Praise the name of the Lord. All I'm trying to make you understand is what? Don't despise the little that you have. Praise God. Because many a times we are so fixed our minds on, oh, what I need is outside. Oh, therefore, oh Lord, you know, send me that brilliant idea. The truth is that idea is within. If only you will condition your heart to find it out. Praise God. The Bible says, call upon me and I will answer you. And I will show you what? Great and mighty things that you do not even know. Praise God. But the end of the story is what marveled me. That same thing that she despised, the Bible said that what God began to multiply. He did not just multiply it, but that was the basis for her and her family to live on for the rest of their life. Praise God. Let my people go. That what? That they would serve me. So what then is financial freedom? What then is financial freedom? You know, Reverend Sam Adeyemi said one that I like so much. And he says, financial freedom is when the returns of your investments, not your job, praise God, it is not when your job exceeds your cost of living. 
is what? When the returns of, on your investment far exceeds your cost of living. Praise the name of the Lord. In other words, if I, you know, my dad, um, okay, I won't call the name so, look, so it doesn't appear that I'm boasting anyway, but, you know, my dad had this friend who is very, very influential. And one of the statements that blew my father's mind, and I can't forget that statement, he told my dad, and this was as far back as 15 years ago, and he said, with the investments that I've made today, if I have to spend 40 million naira to the day I die, my money will not finish. Praise God. Now, if you convert that to pounds, you're looking about to give or take, maybe, I don't know what the currency is now, but let's say roughly, let's put a peg it at maybe 1 million pounds or thereabouts. In other words, if I have to spend 1 million pounds from today, every year, to the day I die, my money will not finish. And at least I know this man that is not fraudulent. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? Because, you see, it gives God joy that you and I are able to come to church or to involve ourselves in kingdom assignments and don't have to worry about money. Praise God. How many times have you made up your mind and say, you know what, this night I want to pray. I want to pray. And so you start up, Father, I worship you. Lord, you are worthy to be praised. And all of a sudden, you remember the email you had from the university? Your deadline is on the 8th of November. All of a sudden, you shift from worship and saying, God, you just must supply my need. Hallelujah. You just, you are no longer worshiping. Praise God. You have shifted from worship to do what? Supplication. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that the wisdom needed, you, because you see, again, let me surprise us. When it comes to financial freedom, you cannot pray away your responsibility and expect God to do his own. Praise God. When it comes to financial freedom, because many of us, we believe in miracle money. Don't get me wrong, right? There are times when God sees the sincerity of your heart that in that instant, you don't have any means of making it happen. But there are those who have made it a, a point of duty. You will live irresponsibly and say, God will provide. My brother and my sister, it's a lie. Praise the name of the Lord. It's a what? It's a lie. So you cannot supplicate prayer, substitute prayer for the responsibility God expects you to fulfill. You know, a man of God said, faith is simply sharing responsibility with God in the lines of scripture. Praise God. And so what, the Bible said that what? After your obedience is complete, he said it's then that what? He will punish every disobedience. And so when we're praying that prayer, Psalm, 1, Psalm 119, verse 45, it says that what? I will live in liberty because I follow your commandments. There is always something God expects you and I to do. And so the essence of this teaching is to make us to wake up. Praise God. To take responsibility. Because the reality of it is that if we keep on doing this, unfortunately we are putting the name of the Lord to shame. 
The Bible said that from the beginning, it was not what? So. Praise God. From the beginning, it was not so. And so as much as God wants you and I to be financially free, we must begin to capture the wisdom from God. What must I be doing to bring me to a place where I no longer have to worry about money? You see, growing up, my mother made a statement one day when the car with the driver and my dad was not dead. And she said, because my dad, and I'm not going to marriage counseling now, but you know, one of the issues, one of, when you check many um, rocky marriages today, allow me to even say that 80% is because of money. Praise God. If you check many marriages today, praise God, many of the disagreements they have is what? Money related. And my friend said to me, said, anything money can solve is not a problem. Praise God. Any challenge money can solve is not a problem. If this be the case, why are our marriages challenged today? Praise the name of the Lord. And so back to that. So my mom said that, you know, because my dad grew up in an environment where there was nothing. Praise God. Another thing that we must begin to appreciate when husband and wife begin to quell about money, just to give you free nuggets. You must first of all ask yourself, what are your family backgrounds? Praise God. Because for a lady who grew up in plenty to marry you because of your ambition, and yet you are saying, let's save, let's save, let's save. She's speaking based on her experience. So in this context, my mother, my dad, my grandfather was stinkingly rich. But my father grew up with nothing. Praise God. He saw himself through school. He did everything by himself. And so the things that my mom considered as normal, my dad felt it was luxury. Praise God. And so you realize that all throughout our life, to the day my father died, his language was, we are managing. Praise God. And to the glory of God, I didn't grow up in a poor home. I didn't grow up in a poor home. At least if I compare our quality of life with many average people, I would say that we lived an above average life. Praise God. But my father's language, as far as we can remember, was that what? We are managing. Praise God. And managing we did. Praise God. Until I got understanding that what? It is not my portion. Praise God. Like the story that we read in the anchor text, when did the oil cease? Praise God. It was when the boy said, there is no longer what? Vessel. So in other words, so long as they went, as many said, mommy, hold on. Let me go and bring more vessel. The oil will not cease. Praise God. And so the boy said, mother, the oil has what? And from that instant, the Bible said that what? The mother went to financial freedom. You must watch what you say with your mouth. Ask Taiwo, when I say, oh, can we afford it as a church? I thought that as a rule, you must never say we don't have money. As a rule, I'd rather you say, you know what? We can't afford it yet. Then I understand. But when you use your mouth to say we don't have money, you have what? Locked up every avenue for which you want to increase yourself. Hallelujah. Because when you understand that financial freedom, there's the supernatural aspect of it and there's a the practical aspect of it. 
in the supernatural aspect you must watch what you say praise god because he said that what open your mouth that thou may be what justified praise god and so for the sake of today's service as i begin to round up we, will, we look at why financial freedom why does god want us to be financially free number one is that what god instills that what you and i have the freedom to worship praise god and i don't just mean coming to church he wants to bring us to a place whereby even in our personal devotion can you imagine when you say you know what i don't want to go to work today i just want to spend time with the father praise god all i want to do is what spend time with god and you're not scared whether direct debits will come and meet you tomorrow morning praise god because these are the experiences i've had praise god there are days when i wake up in the morning i'm owning up and i will check my account god i don't want to see my notes because if i see my notes i don't know where the next will come from praise god and i'll check my account okay Whew. thank you jesus okay then we can pray <laughs> praise the lord but you understand that the essence of what liberty or financial freedom is to bring us to a place of worship number two is that god wants to advance the kingdom of god through us praise god what is kingdom that the knowledge of god permeates every aspect of human existence praise god a few months ago we we're talking about the concern that we had that our children are being exposed to illicit materials that, that, that they shouldn't be exposed to at a very young age could you imagine if your church built a school praise god where you had control of what your children are taught in school praise god that's kingdom now on youtube my children when i'm when they're watching youtube i'm using one eye to watch because next thing halloween has popped up and they're saying oh i'm coming to scare you and i say you can't watch this in this house Praise God. Now, could you imagine that the quality the church is producing in media can match that of the secular world? Would we have any reason to be concerned? Praise God. That is kingdom. Can you imagine a hospital where the doctors have done their best and when their wisdom has failed, they begin to pray in tongues? That is what? Kingdom. But you see what? It takes what? Money. Praise God. Even Jesus, when he died, he took money to release his what? Body. Praise God. This Jesus that you and I be be believe in. The Bible said that the only part um, Joseph of Arimathea was mentioned. Just four lines of scripture. And the only reason why he was mentioned was because what? He was an influential man. And so he said that it is not ungodly that you begin to nurse the ambition that you know what? God. I want to be a prime minister in this country. Praise God. It's not a wrong ambition. Because your motive is that I want to see the name of the Lord entrenched in every aspect of human existence. Could you imagine when you go into stores, no alcohol is being sold because it is what you want to sell that they will buy. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You are influencing people. You are shaping culture. Praise God. And what is culture? The way of life of a people. Praise God. But you see, it takes what? Money. This is why many a times when you hear people say, oh, you know, all this church, they steal money, do this. It's nonsense. A good example is they'll say, oh, 
For example, in Nigeria, why should churches build private universities and not make it free for their members? I ask, my question, I ask myself, do you know what it takes to run a university? Praise God. Not just that. If you want the quality of education to be sustained, it takes money. Praise God. And so rather than you, I'm afraid that those who are giving are not even complaining. I have never seen anybody come on social media and say, you know what? I gave my tithe to RCCG and I regret it. I've never. So why are you crying for the bereaved? Praise God. Because all this is kingdom. I went to a Christian university. My life would have wasted if I didn't. At least me, I know me. Praise God. So how much more many others? Praise God. Another Asu has been in strike for, for many months. At least when I went to my university, the day I got my admission letter, I knew June 8, 2008 was my graduation day. And on that day, I graduated, all things being equal. Praise God. That's kingdom. Because you are showing people how to do it. Nobody rejects excellence. Nobody. And it takes what? Money to be what? Excellent. Praise God. And so we must rid ourselves of this mindset that, oh, perhaps the church is trying. Don't get me wrong. There are people who are doing it for personal gain. But when you see the truth, you acknowledge the truth. Praise God. Number three is that what is for soul winning through what? Charity. Soul winning through what? Charity. There are many people who would not hear about your Jesus until you solve their problem. Praise God. Do you know that there is a certain religion that one of the ways through which they get converts is by charity? Praise God. That as a matter of fact, in prisons, that is where you hear people converting from Christianity to that religion. Praise God. Why? Because what? It is what? True what? Charity. The Bible says that for God, I think it was Ephesians 2 verse 10. It said that for we are created in Christ Jesus. For what? Good works. Good works. Because these are how people begin to know. Why did you do this for me? God asked me to do it for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There are many people who, funny enough, my wife and Tyler will bear me witness because it's always there when I get those phone calls. There are people who have called the church. They are not even church members. I've never seen their faces. Praise God. But all they know is that what? I'm stranded. Let me call the local church in that area. Praise God. And to the glory of God, we are able to help in the best way that we can. Praise God. But at least that's a seed that has been sown in that person's life. That perhaps you hear that churches are fraudulent. You will remember that this church at some point in time solved my problem. Praise the name of the Lord. And finally, which is for, for me is the most important, is to raise a godly family. Praise God. A home where the father and mother are working, that they don't have time for their children, is, a, is against God's desire. Praise God. Remember I said, I'm not judging anybody. But when we see what is wrong, let us acknowledge that what it is wrong. A household where the father and the mother are working to the extent that they have no time to invest and pour into their children. It is not God's idea. So you understand that the devil's agenda is to keep the husband and the wife busy so that what the internet would raise our children. 
That is why you wake up and your child is acting contrary to what you have taught them. And you are wondering, what has this come about? Say, oh, my teacher in school asked me to do this. Praise God. And so you, this brings us to understand that when you are praying and asking God for wisdom, you have the right motive within your heart. Because the truth is that, like it or not, the next generation, their future is at stake. Praise God. And if we as parents don't begin to take responsibility today, we would weep tomorrow. Praise God. If we as parents don't begin to rise to the challenge that has been before us, tomorrow, these children that are a gift will be a sorrow to us tomorrow. God forbid. What was the reason I was chasing, I was chasing the bag? Praise God. How much is enough? How much is enough? Praise God. And so in this season, we are trusting God that as we journey through this series, we begin to receive wisdom, instruction from the Holy Ghost, how we can begin to guide our families to the point where when God looks at our families, he will say yes. Because why Abraham was chosen was simple. He said, that, I know that he will teach his children the ways of his God. Hallelujah. And so in conclusion, someone said, you must gain control over your money or the lack of it will forever control you. Praise God. For many of us, it is the lack of money that is currently controlling us. But thank God that by reason of this word coming into our lives, that yoke will be broken in the name of Jesus. Let us bow our heads even as we pray. The reality of it is that if you are going to embrace the things that God has in store for you, you must first and foremost acknowledge him as the Lord of your life. Jesus said that indeed that I stand in the door and I knock. He says, if any man will open up their hearts, he says, I will come in and I will sup with them. If it's your desire to make Jesus the Lord of your life, that opportunity has come today. Just like Jesus said to Zacchaeus, he said, today is your day of salvation. So if you're watching online or you're here on site and you are yet to acknowledge Jesus as the Lord of your life, or perhaps you have even strayed and you want to be restored. This is that day of salvation. Why don't you say with me, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Cleanse me with your blood. Forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. And on the third day you rose again. Grant me the privilege to walk in the reality of the new creation even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. In Jesus' mighty name. Gracious Father in heaven, we thank you for the word that you have exposed us to this hour. I ask that, Lord, O oh God in heaven, this word will build us up, O oh God in heaven, and that, Lord, we would manifest into that which you desire of us in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, O oh God in heaven, at the end of the day, O oh God, may our lives be a true reflection of your glory and your grace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Perhaps you have said this prayer with me. There's an email address on the screen. If you're watching online, admin at placeofvictory.com. Just put on the subject, I give my life to Christ, and we'll do well to reach out to you. And if you're here on ground and you have given your life to Christ, in the same vein, see our ushers at the end of the service, and they would guide you on what to do. But in all this, God will be glorified in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you.